Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? How about you, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Auburn Live show, recruiting edition, also known as the Shriveled Pod. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, senior recruiting editor for Auburn Live on three. And if you're not a member of that site, you should be. You're missing out. And uh, because of all the scoops we've had, basketball, football, football team, basketball team, doing it all over there. Plus, we've got the spring special going until this end of this week. So get in now for $10 for four months. And it's really easy to justify it with your old lady right now. Tell her, you know, it's cheaper than getting her nails done, getting her permanent, which we all know is the, the, the fad again now. Great show for you today, guys. Lots to talk about. A lot of recruiting on both uh, in football and basketball. Two guys that follow recruiting uh, more than anybody that I know got is joining me today, as they always do. First, let's welcome Mr. Uh, A-Head, also known as J-Head. <laughs> and I won't call him A-Hole. I like it. I like it. How's it hanging, fellas? And before Jeffrey Lee says it's the shriveled pod, listen to this, we're talking about recruiting today. Okay? I'm going to tell you a little to the left. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but no, I'm excited to be here, guys. Got a big agenda today. A lot yes. to cover with, you know, visitors, hoop scoops, A-Day coming up, transfer portal, five to get two. So there's a lot to talk about. And somebody else that knows just as – man, Cole, you do a great job, dude. You know more than uh, more than a lot of people do when it comes to Auburn recruiting. I love your analysis. Uh, what was that? The Robert Woodard piece you had the uh, yesterday it was fantastic. Cole, how the hell are you, big dog? I'm doing great, doing great. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, guess what, Jay? What? I met Cole's dad. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. He's awesome, dude. You met He's, the coach, Pete. Yes, sir. He is yes, absolutely, sir. absolutely tuning in to this one, too. So well, that's what he says. He appreciates the shout out. I guarantee well, we, you. We're going to give him another one at the very end. Absolutely. Yes. He's awesome, <laughs> man. And he's. I'll be honest with you, he's just like I would imagine him to be. Right. He, he's cold 20 years from now. Yeah, hey. No doubt. Can't deny he's it. cold 20 years from now. Can't deny uh, it. Awesome dude, man. We got a chance to see him Saturday. I think he was down for the coaches convention. Yeah, he was. Legendary coach. Where's, where else he been coached, Cole? Oh, shoot, man. He's been to Prattville, uh, Jeff Davis in Montgomery, Carver in Montgomery. Uh, Opelika, Lee in Montgomery. He's been everywhere, man. He's been in some powerhouse programs in state, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been around. <laughs> well, so. as Jay had mentioned, everybody, we've got a fantastic and a loaded show today. We've got so much going on. We're going to start off real quick with hoops because a week today we are today is Wednesday. We are recording on Wednesday. You are listening to it on Thursday. So keep that in mind going forward. Wednesday, it's today. A week from today is the regular signing period in basketball. Auburn has two guys already signed in the November early period in Chance Westry and Trey Donaldson. Got five-star power forward uh, Yuan Treor committed right now. He's going to sign Wednesday or as soon as he can. I was told he just submitted his paperwork. We've got to go through the background stuff and all that. So if for some reason he doesn't sign on Wednesday, don't, don't freak out. Um, it's just paperwork, bureaucratic stuff that's getting done. Um, he is a done deal to Auburn. Now, with that said, what is left for Auburn in 2022? What is left on the roster before the start of the 2022 season? Uh, Jay had and I were talking about numbers earlier before the show. And the way we have it right now, we, we, we've got eight guys returning, including Alan Flanagan, Chris Moore, um, Stretch, all these guys returning. So if that's the case, if, uh, because as of right now, that we don't know any different um, what happens in the future. But right, as of right now, eight spots, eight, eight returning. Eight scholarship guys, three committed, or two signed and one committed. So there'll be three more additions. So that gives you 11. The, the, the scholarship limit in basketball is 13, which leaves Auburn with two spots as of today. And if that's the case, then moving forward, we know Auburn wants a guy to come in and replace Walker Kessler. They want a big guy. They're going to go to the transfer portal for that. Two names we've talked about for the past two weeks is Manny Bates from NC State, as well as Johnny Broom from – Moorhead State. Moorhead State. I knew I'd heard that name before. Not, neither one of the two have scheduled visits, but Auburn is working to kind of – I mean, I think it was just basically let's figure this out and try to get them in. Nobody will be here this weekend for a day. None of the basketball guys. Actually, all the coaches are going out for eval period. They're going to be in uh, Texas and Florida. I think there's two big tournaments. Or Indianapolis. I'm sorry. Indianapolis and Orlando is where I was told. Yeah, you've got the first phase of AAU uh, grassroots starting up as of right now. So this it's a big evaluation period all the way around. So you probably want to take advantage of that first big weekend to see those juniors and or maybe some seniors like Devin Cambridge a couple of years ago that may have blossomed here, you know, at the very end. So it's a really big weekend for them to get out. Good tournament season right now. So it, it's understandable why they wouldn't have somebody here. They were hoping to bring in Brandon Murray from LSU and or Eric Steven from South Carolina. Eric Stevenson from South Carolina. Uh, Stevenson has elected to go to West Virginia with Bob Huggins. Is he still there? He is. Yeah, he is. Huggy, Huggy Bear still there. And then he was, Brandon, on, he was on the panel for the uh, one of those uh, 
shows that was doing, you know, the halftime show. He was on the panel. He was awesome, man. America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. American Idol, I think. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon Murray, which I, I didn't know this, but I learned it right before I wrote Hoop Scoops on Wednesday. Uh, the coach, Kevin Nickelberry from LSU, who recruited him. It would be like Wes Flanagan recruiting Trey Orr to Auburn and then taking a job at Georgetown and Trey Orr, that, that relationship there. So, Brandon Murray's got that relationship with Kevin Nickelberry, who's now an assistant for Georgetown. Um, things are looking <laughs> trending, trending that way, I should say. Uh, but even still, Brandon Murray, I know from talking to sources that he was a little concerned that Alan Flanagan was coming back as a transfer. He wanted uh, a, a more uh, easily – attainable playing playing time um immediate playing time i should say and that just didn't sound good to him with alan flanagan expected to return so brandon murray's out eric stevenson is out we talked about Bates. we talked about broom we know auburn wants one of those two guys we also know auburn needs and wants a pure shooter they gotta have a shooter they gotta uh, upgrade that two three spot and hopefully not have to do it with a true freshman like chance westry jay head your thoughts on that? <clears throat> I know you're big in the two, three got to be an upgrade. It, two, three has 100% got to be an upgrade. And I think here's the thing. If Al comes back healthy, that solves a lot of your problems. You mean, you mean, yeah, yeah. You mean sophomore Al? Yeah. Sophomore Al. If Al comes back in sophomore form where he averaged 15 points a game, shot 33% from three, that fixes your problems at the three, specifically if you combine that with the production you're going to get from an incoming freshman in Chance Westry. Now, what you would like to do is also bring in a two or another three that could pair with KD, because unfortunately, while KD was fantastic, there were times that he was erratic and we needed to be able to sit him and we couldn't just because of lack of depth at that position. So having somebody that you can pair with him that's a pure shooter that can get in that 38% to 40% three-point range to have some kind of consistently behind the arc to pair with our point guards, you know what I mean, and, and whoever else that we're going to have out there on the court that can kind of be that zone buster for us and stretch the defense to a degree. Because towards the end of the season, what you saw is more or less people kind of sagging into the lane, playing off, anticipating that we were going to brick a three. You know, And Bruce right. said it today that our, our shooting was lackluster at best. And I'm not going to use the words that Bruce used, um, but he was upset. And you could tell visibly this is something that he wants to fix. Now, what I would tell people is, is don't panic that we don't have a name right now as to somebody that's coming in. I don't believe KD actually signed on the dotted line with Auburn until May of last year, maybe 1st of June. So more names are going to be entering the portal as we kind of go through here. Names that are even better than the names that are in the portal right now right. will come available. So just kind of trust Bruce. Yeah. Trust his evaluations. They may stumble upon a high school kid that they think is phenomenal here in the late period. It may be a situation where they pick up one of the kids that was committed to LSU or that that late transfer that pops into the portal. So I'm not concerned. I'm really interested to see. I got to speak. Johnny Broom is a big time, big time prospect. A lot really of is. schools are He's got everything in. you want, right? Everything you want. Manny Bates is the defensive end, but but Johnny Broom's got it all. He's got it all. I mean, he can play offense, defense, and he's a prototypical five in Bruce's scheme. He right. really is. So he's a system fit to a T. I'm hopeful that we'll get some traction there relatively soon with a visit. But, you know, that's to be determined because there's a lot of schools in on him. And there's no shame in coming up short there. But I, I like our chances. 
Okay, uh, optimistically, I like our chances. I, I know Auburn's going to have him and Bates on Zoom meetings this week and try to get them on campus as soon as possible. Um, a couple of guys we've mentioned in the past, I haven't heard much on lately, is Ohio guard Mark Sears and Oregon State guard. If I'm not mistaken, he's a guard. Jared Lucas, don't know much about him, but he was a couple of names I had written down. We know that Alabama's Keon Ellis, did he, did he go into the portal yet? I believe he declared for the NBA draft. I, I okay. think that that's the route that he's going. Okay. Well, I know Auburn would have been interested in him. Uh, but I tell you, I, I wrote about this very briefly in Hoop Scoops on Wednesday, but Devin Ree is a 2022 kid, high school kid. Uh, Devin Ree, am I saying that right? Yes. He is a uh, he's a wing guy, and, man, Auburn loves him. He is he, he, he's like, He's a former LSU commitment. Now, he's going to Louisville. I think Louisville is the team to beat right now. He's got a visit scheduled to Louisville. He hasn't set anything up with Auburn right now. But to me, if you're going for, an, for a high school shooter, this kid is 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and can score from anywhere. And that's what I was told by people that know a lot more about it than I do. Auburn really likes the potential of him, hopes that they can get him on campus. Devin Ree is certainly a guy to keep an eye on if he does visit. Although I think right now, like I said, Louisville – is the team to beat, and he's going up there. I think there's a connection there with his coach or something. Yeah, Kenny Payne, the head coach there, he recruited him previously. Okay. Um, it, so, and, and in basketball, relationships are everything just like it is in football. Absolutely. That's, that, that's no different as far as that's concerned. As long as everything else is equal, you know what I mean? They're both power five schools. They both have good opportunities. They both have good head coaches. You can't fault a kid for wanting to check out Louisville, but you're right. I mean, he can absolutely shoot it. He'd be perfect to pair with Al at the three. Then that shifts Chance Westry down to pair at the two with Katie Johnson, and your lineup plays out much better. It'll be interesting to see. I'm not I'm not expecting immediate news. Like, oh, my God, signing day is next Wednesday. Let's hurry up and try to figure out something. I think next Wednesday or next week at this time, you want to or if anybody is going to be signed, and that might be it. Um for the uh, for the regular signing period transfers that of course will be and they've got till May 18th. I mean this is not like you sign, you know, uh, April 13th on Sunday or you don't at all. You've got I think 5 weeks to sign. So a lot of, in the evaluation period there's a 2 day a 3 day dead period next week before signing day and then it's uh, back to I think quiet period. Either way, you're right, transfers are going to be coming in. That, to me, you get Treyor signed next Wednesday, and then Friday, Saturday, I'm, I'm going to be looking, is Manny Bates coming in? Is Johnny Broom still an option? Are any other transfers hitting the portal? Um, where do things stand with some of these high school kids like Julian Phillips, Devin Ree? Yes. Um, and what's going on there? If Auburn can get the, either one of those two guys to visit. So not a lot of uh, signing day news as far as Tra besides Treyor. Uh, but moving forward in the next few weeks, we'll see the, the, we'll see a lot more about this class. And if they have a spot open for a May guy, you know, like you said, uh, KD, KD last year. Oh, so, but man, basketball recruiting is so much fun. It, it really is. I, I love covering basketball recruiting. And uh, but you know what? Football recruiting has been a lot of fun, too, man. I mean, this spring has been lit, as my son Agreed. would say. No cap. <laughs> I think that's right. Bet. <laughs> yeah. So, Cole, moving to you, big dog. The last week we have seen several top visitors, even more than, you know, we we had already seen several top guys come in. We saw some guys in the past week come back. We saw uh, Quay Russell, the number one guy at Edge, come back for his second visit. Who was he with? He was with Marvin uh, Davidson. Oh, yeah, and, but, and but, another teammate. Uh, oh, Addy, 
I think it was his last name. Nee Addy. Nee yeah. Addy. N-I-I Addy. Nee. Yeah. Yeah. Addy. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he was, he was there Saturday for that scrimmage inside Jordan Hare. Yep. Uh, but he was also there, not, not there with, but also there was four-star offensive tackle Wilkin Formby. Yep. Four-star tight end Jelani Thurman came back. Jelani Thurman was with presumably four-star quarterback of 2024, Prentice Nolan. Mm-hmm. And new IMG, former Hoover cornerback slash defensive back. Jay, you probably know about where, where, he's, where he projects better than me, uh, Dell Miller. And, and Cole, let's start with Dell Miller. You talked to him before I got there, and it sounds like he was pretty impressed. Yeah, he was, man. He was um... – he made a comment that that, that kind of perked my ears up a little bit. He goes, man, and he smiled. He goes, man, this is the place, dude. This is my place. And I was like, hmm, okay. So then we kind of, you know, we asked him a little bit more. So, you know, commitment timeline, anything like that. He's like, uh, eh, you know, I don't want to reveal that yet. Some other top schools. He goes, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. He said, I just know that I really, really like Auburn. We're like, okay. Interesting, you know, because he's um, he was somebody that I was told a while back, I think back last summer, that the staff really, really liked. He was somebody that they liked even more when they got him in person, even though he is a smaller guy. Uh, I think his personality just just meshed well with what they were doing and, and Zach Etheridge. And um, I, I, I don't think – <laughs> I don't know where he's at on the board right now. That's yeah. the question. Just because the like we, you know, we've gone through the DB boards in the last couple podcasts, and I just don't know. We're not sure who's at the top, who's at the bottom. It's just a lot of names right now. So, um, and we don't know how many they want either. You never know. It, it, that that position seems to vary the most of any of them, just because you know you also have the portal is going to happen again. Who knows. So I feel, like, I feel like there's a lot of options there too. Like they're in on a lot of big oh, yeah. DBs, right? I mean, they got a Definitely. lot of lot of traction with that position. Um, yes. Yeah, so, where, so, where, where do you see him? Like real quick, on where, where do you see Dale Miller? Is he a cornerback? Is he a nickel? Um, I think he's a corner because he's got great coverage skills, and he's not very tall. I think he's five nine, five ten. But okay, but he's got great. I mean, his film from Hoover, which. You know, he says that, and he told us, he's like, man, I can't wait to play the competition at IMG. I was like, dude, I know you're playing good competition at Hoover. <laughs> there ain't no slouches there. He goes, yeah. He said, yeah, but this this is a little – this. there's a lot of talent. I was like, yeah, I understand. I know what you're saying. But, I mean, he's playing good talent at Hoover, 7A football in the state of Alabama. You know, Hoover was, for a while there, they were the unbeatable yeah. program. Um, <laughs> still did, good. Th- th- they have a new coach, right? Hoover. Yeah, didn't Nesbitt set, set down? Oh yeah, I think yeah, Niblet. Niblet. Yeah, he moved on to he's he's coaching in Georgia now. That's Interesting. right. Interesting. Saw him. Uh, he was at the Under Armour camp, I believe. Oh, to, I bet. Oh, so Cole, would you say Dale Miller Auburn's the team to beat? Yeah, I would. Okay. I do. I, I don't know who else would even be close to second right now. Um. But the question again is how fast are they going to move on him? Yeah. Um, you know, we're not sure about that yet. Would they take him tomorrow? I don't know. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Possible. They may they may be moving on him right now. We don't know, but we'll find out in the next few weeks where he's at and where, where Auburn's at with him, I think. I agree. And I think spring eval visit will be big. 
uh, when they take their visits that the coaches go down to IMG probably to scout him against some of that competition and yeah. see what he does against a bunch of power five guys. I mean, that's the one great thing about IMG. If you go to them in a practice or a spring setting, it's not like when you're going to scout a high school kid, you know what I mean? And you don't uh, know if yeah. they're matching up against another power five caliber yeah. player. You're getting power five on power five type potential down there. So probably what he does in spring eval season will carry a lot of weight as far as where he is on the board. But I'm with you. I love the kid. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. We study analytics and metrics and size and measurables and everything else. But what you can't do is put a zipper on a kid's chest and pull out his heart and see how big that is. And that kid plays with a ton of heart. Every time you see him line up, he plays the run extremely well. I think he could play nickel. I really do. I yeah, think he'd be a slot yeah. corner. He can play boundary. Um, he's got a lot of versatility to his game. And the thing I like the most is, is the kid's personality and everything you hear about his character. And sometimes you'll take a kid just like that, especially early in a class, for a kid yeah. that you know is going to stay locked in, going to stay committed, and going to be a great culture kid and a great fit in the locker room. You'll take a chance on a guy like that. Great yeah. voice, and, too. And he's just so technically sound as a corner, even being the smaller guy. He's just always in the right position. He's fast. He can jump through the ceiling just about. So, yeah, man, I mean. No, Gerard Powers to his game. Gerard yeah, Powers. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, comparison. I, I think someone else said Jonathan Jones, you know, was somebody else. The pride was, of New Hope, Alabama. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, you know, so, yeah. I, getting a guy well, like that. Ford, right? Oh, it was Ford. Ford, right? I was Ford. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Jonathan Jones is from Carrollton, I believe. Carrollton, Georgia. Yep, that's right. right. Um, but, you know, getting a guy with IMG and – I've never seen in my – I'm seriously, since 2004 I've been doing this, I've never seen this much interest in Auburn from IMG collectively as a whole. Agreed. Like, there's kids coming in from IMG and, and not just 20, 23 guys. I mean, you've got Stacey Gage coming up. Uh, we talked about – well, we will. Will Norman was here, um, the linebacker. Um, and there's a lot of guys from Jordan IMG. Hall. Who was it? Jordan Hall. Jordan Hall. So a lot of these guys have an interest and not wouldn't be bad to have one of their teammates committed. No, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how much uh, of a hand, you know, Dale Miller played in Will Norman coming up to Auburn, but boy, that was, I mean, Hey, and he had some ones. good things to say too, man. He did. I mean, just staying with the Saturday visitors alone. We talked about Dale Miller. Uh, was that Wilkham Formby? Yeah. No, he was Monday. He was, he Monday. was Monday, but that's a big visitor either which way. Sadir Mitchell was there. Saturday well. was Sadir Mitchell. Saturday was Quay Rusal. Yep. Paul Mumenga. Paul Mumenga. Uh, Jelani was Monday, right? He was Jelani Monday. Was Monday. RJ was Monday. RJ. Oh, yeah. Jaden Osbury. Yes, yeah, Jaden Osbury. Jaden Osbury. Saturday, the younger brother of Austin, coming up with his dad. Both of whom have never been, or neither of whom I should say, had never visited Auburn, which I felt surprised by that. But, but you know, Austin came up all last year with his mom and his aunt. I, those were the yeah. people that I always saw him with. So uh, I was surprised to learn that Jaden and his father both were making their first trips to Auburn and it came up Friday. I know they had a blast. They spent a lot of time with the coaches. They actually went out to eat Friday night with Christian Robinson, who uh, Jaden has known since his days at Florida, law, a long-standing relationship there with Christian Robinson. And, uh, you know, obviously Austin being at Auburn is going to be a very big asset for Auburn with Jaden. Um, especially I know mom loves Auburn. And I, and I almost think it was mom going, Hey, I've seen that. I've seen enough. 
Like I'm done. I, I know Auburn. Yeah, right. Y'all right. go see what I've been seeing. And um, that that's kind of how it was. They came up Friday night, went out to eat, um, spent more time with the coaches on Saturday, and then watched. I'm guessing kind of a half scrimmage uh, inside Jordan Hare Saturday for the coaches clinic. Yeah, right. Uh, but Jaden, I feel like you talked about uh, Dale Miller being Auburn's to lose. I wouldn't say he's Auburn's to lose, but. Auburn's the team to beat. I feel the same way about Osbury, and I probably will until he proves me wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Which yeah. huge. I mean, he's he's got to be – he's one of the top backers on the board, without question. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I think Notre Dame and LSU are probably your other two teams to watch there with Osbury. Um, and, and obviously, they're going to be – those are those are good – really good football programs. But I think the relationship with Christian Robinson, the fact that his brother's at Auburn, and I also think there's something to not having to go where your dad went and creating your own legacy to a degree. I think that's going to play a factor in his recruitment. It's um, specifically after some of the scrutiny that LSU has been underneath the past couple of years and with the investigation ongoing now, I, I feel like him just kind of going out and blazing his own trail is something he's interested in doing. So I, I'm going to be interested to see how this one plays out, but I'm with Jeffrey. I mean, I think, we're definitely at the top of this board, whether we're number one or number two, I don't know. But um, I like our chances with him. It almost seems like like the, the Auburn high school thing for a while, the Auburn guys didn't want to go to Auburn. It's like, hey, that's just a little too close to home. Let me get out right. a little bit. I can't blame kids like that. I, I'm no, sorry, I, don't I can't. Either. I don't either. I get it. I, get I, 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 I can understand it both ways. Uh, I want to stay close to home, especially in this time, uh, in this these times. But I also yeah. could say, hey, man, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Dude, I've been here for 18 years. I'm ready to get away. My parents are driving me crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want I don't want mom barging in here Saturday mornings, wanting to clean my apartment when I got three nice young ladies <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> uh, so I could see that either way. I do think w- the reason I like Auburn's chances here is because mom loves it, and mom usually wins out. I think there's only one year between Jaden and uh, Austin, so it's not like, you know, they can see Austin for two years and then they can go right. see Jaden for two years. These guys are neck and neck. And they're very close. They're very they're, they're best buddies. I mean, they really are. I would be shocked at this point if things remain the same and Auburn doesn't um, have a bad season. It, I would be shocked if Auburn doesn't end up with him. And I will probably believe that until he proves me wrong, like I said earlier. Um, but – we know how recruiting is, dude. We know how it is. We, we know how it goes. Nothing ever seems to go as planned or as expected. The next biggest visit, in my opinion, and yeah, Quay Russo was back, number one edge. He didn't really say much. You know, he, he's, he's kind of tired of the interview process, but he yeah. came back, man. He came back. Uh, James Smith went to Georgia. Quay came over and went to Auburn. So uh, with Marlon Davidson, who's a good guy to have in your ear for Auburn. But I thought the biggest visit and the most interesting quotes came from Wilkin Formby who came back on Monday. Is that right? Yes. Yes. He came back on Monday for another practice, and he told me afterwards this is my fifth visit, and I feel like this was the most important visit uh, because I got to see everybody in action. I got to see Will Friend. I got to see Joe Bernardi. I got to see and talk and, and pick the brain of Brian Harson. He really enjoyed getting to spend a lot of time with Brian Harson, And uh, I don't know where he sits on Alabama's board, but I, I, I got to think he's very high on Auburn's board and Auburn will be a factor until the end for him. Cole, yep. you know, you know Wilkin. You've you've talked to him before. What did yep. you think about that? Yeah, well, the times that I've talked to him and, and just other interviews I've read, you know, from 
are Alabama sites and, and Ole Miss sites when they've written about him and talked to him. He didn't say – I would say he's a really um, – he knows what he's he knows what he's doing. I think he's figured out how to do the interview where he doesn't give much away. You know, that's just kind of how he goes about it. But uh, you know, he 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 said more this time than I've really heard him say. And I I talked to him. I think I talked to him at the Under Armour camp too, just off the record. And he, you know, he's he's a professional. He knows how to how to disguise what he what he's really thinking, which is what recruits do most of the time. So uh, him opening up like that, I think. I think the reason is because he really did. He thoroughly and genuinely enjoyed his chat with Harson. Uh, they probably have a similar personality in ways. Uh, I think he likes the intensity of Will Friend and all that. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Alabama's probably, if not the team to beat, you know, Auburn's having to fight them the most, I'd say. Have they offered? No, they, not yet. They, but, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, let's be honest here. If they recruit him like – he is offered, and then at the very end, they want to offer him. Right. That would be what would scare me the most. And I think um, they are. I think they are. I think they are still evaluating, but they're in the process of saying, hey, you know, let's see how you do senior year, and then we'll revisit that. So, so you got to watch Alabama, too. I mean, he's sure. from Tuscaloosa. Um, again, too, right? Yeah, he's been there about three or four times, too. But – He's Again, been to Auburn now five times. I'm sorry, Cole. Go ahead, finish. No, just five times. Auburn's what I was going to say, and I, I, every time he seems to be impressed, but this time he really was, and he saw a lot. So I love that he said, "I've been to camp there, I've been to two games there, I've been to Junior Day in January there, and I came back today. Um, that was Monday night." So he's he said, "I've been coached by them. I've seen them coach now. I've, I've seen the atmosphere. I've got to talk to the head coach. I've I, I've seen everything that I've needed to see from Auburn." Um, and I, in, in several different scenarios, I've seen it from all the uh, from, from, from each uh, position, from from different positions and in, in different scenarios. I thought that was really good. And I thought, man, if every recruit took that took this approach, if everybody could take yes. this approach, man, um, it would be uh, it would be a lot better to uh, to cover. You'd probably make more sense out of it. But yeah, uh, Will Conformby definitely going to be keeping an eye on him moving forward. He's going to drop his top seven soon, I believe, is what he told me. Auburn certainly is going to be in that list, or I'd be surprised if they're not. That was um, Monday. And then, if I'm not mistaken, that was the same day as Jelani Thurman? Correct. Jelani Thurman and Vice and Lang. Vice and yeah, Lang. Vice and Lang was back again, yeah. That was both Monday. Man, Jelani Thurman, so he comes over with Air Prentice, Prentice Nolan, quarterback yep. from 2024. I think Auburn's offered – and several other schools have too. But Jelani Thurman, in my opinion, is one of the top overall targets on the board at this early point. And, uh, man, Auburn really likes this guy, and he obviously really likes Auburn. I know he came up, spent a lot of time um, with uh, with Brian Harson, with Brad Bedell. Really likes Bedell, spent a lot of time with Steven Ruzik as well. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of different relationships being built with him. I know Auburn has, uh, has that school, you know, all of those guys, Joshua Horton, Bo Hughley, Jelani Thurman, and uh, Terrence Love. Terrence Love, yep. Uh, so so getting a guy like Jelani Thurman on board as soon as possible would be great. Any of those guys would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, man, I, I thought getting him back, he came for the March 19th junior day and then came back two weeks later. You know, Joshua Horton came back same time uh, a week before that. So he's been back twice. Jelani Thurman's been back twice. Um, Quay Russo's been back. 
And then another guy, Cole, was R.J. Johnson. He also yeah. came up Monday. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, good, what, what, what did he say? Had a good talk with him. He's he's uh, um, He was a great interview, too. He was, he was very good. Um, had a lot to say. He was impressed. Um, he really, really liked the way that Zach Etheridge told him, okay, you can't do this on film. He said, you can't do this. You, you got to fix this. He sat, he told me, uh, RJ did that Zach Etheridge really sat there and critiqued him. And he said, a lot of guys, you know, they don't take that well, but he, he's like, I mean, he's just trying to get me to the next level. That's what he's doing. He's showing me the things that, that the next level players do. He said, and that was the coolest thing ever to him. So I asked him about, you know, have they offered you? What, what's the, what's the deal there? He goes, yeah. he goes, an offer was discussed. He said he wants to come to a spring practice um, in the next week or two and talk to me more about it there. So there's that spring eval, Jay Head. Yep. Absolutely. It's crucial. Yeah. And RJ's a 6'2. He's listed 6'2, 200 on Damn. our on three uh, profile for him. And that's pretty much legit. Uh, he may be, you know, a little under 200, maybe 195, but he's a big kid. Plays receiver, plays safety, plays corner, nickel, all of it. He's just an athlete. And he's got a knack for turning the ball over. And that's, you know, that's a big deal, I think. I always like to mention that because I don't think it gets mentioned enough. Guys that can do it, it's an art form, you know. Right. Well, and and they love positional flexibility in the back end, guys that can play corner, safety. Yes, nickel. yes. Um, guys that you can just – you don't have to necessarily pigeonhole them. Hey, we're recruiting you for a spot. We're recruiting you to the secondary, and then we'll put you where we think you fit best once you get here. Right. I, I mean, I think that's what you want. It's what makes your secondary the best is when you have guys who can play multiple positions. And I'm really intrigued. I watched his huddle highlights, thought a lot of him. And so, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Zach uncovers when he actually does the spring eval. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, an offer is definitely possible. I don't know if it's 100% guarantee. Sure. But, um, there we are again with the DB board, right? I mean, there's right, so many options right. there. You, you, you and can that, be and that, more selective. After talking to RJ, I realized, okay, you know, Dale Miller, he might want in right now. He might be trying to commit whatever the, the deal is there, but you, they're still evaluating guys. They're still saying, okay, I, I got some offers that I might still give here. So if your numbers are smaller, if you're getting someone out of the portal again, um, you know, you got to be careful there who you take, I think, is, is what they're thinking. That's what I'm looking at. And I agree, and I think that's the same approach. Now, granted, it's a little bit different vantage point, but look at Alabama. They only have three commitments right now, and they're slow playing a lot of guys because they yeah. want to be very thorough, especially in today and age of the, of the transfer portal. Yeah, yeah. It changes everything. A character, yeah, a character evaluation is as important as the athletic evaluation that you get during the spring eval period. So cultivating and building that relationship is pivotal. I think before we're going to take any kid, and that's why I think a kid like Dale Miller, you could see us take a commitment from him because there's no there's that concern about character. That's not there. Exactly. Um, some of these other kids that you're recruiting, sometimes you know them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're just trying to get a clearer picture. And I think that's probably what's going on with a lot of kids right now. Yep. Finishing, finishing up Saturday, two four-star defensive linemen. We mentioned Will Norman. We mentioned uh, Sadir Mitchell. But I'll tell you right now, I was uh, impressed with what both of these guys had to say yeah. about their visit Saturday, man. I was like, damn, really? Like, Sadir Mitchell? <laughs> Like he yeah. was, and he's from up north. Yeah, he's, he's from, from Bergen Catholic, New Jersey High School. Yeah, yeah, was a, yeah. A, a, a damn Oradale, New Jersey. I think it was the town. I think that's right, Cole. 
but they're like a powerhouse. Yeah, right? they're always good. If, if they're all, they've always got P five players. They're they're legit. But he was he's like I'm definitely coming back. Uh, he wants to come back. He was very impressed with what he saw. Um, you yeah, know, he's I'll tell you huge. What, dude, he's huge. Yeah, he's he big. has got the biggest baby face you've ever seen. I thought he was <laughs> yeah. 13 years old in a in a 40 year old body. I mean, this cat. Um, he, he, I'd like to see him when he's 21. I mean, he's one of those. He, he's like yeah. the rock. He's not. I saw a he's not fully developed yet. <laughs> and yeah, he's I got, saw a picture of him and Will Norman, and he dwarfed Will Norman. I mean, it was it looked like a refrigerator just, had just covered the door. He's got really, really wide shoulders and just that broad, you know, and he weighs 340, I think. So, yeah, man, he's he's still developing, too. That's the thing. Prototypical be, nose, Cole. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say inside technique, nose one, you know, one technique shade. Gotcha. I think he'd be good there. And he was watching – that. he was one of my favorite interviews because – yeah. Said, who's my man 99 who's 99 we're yeah. like Jason jones he goes yeah man he destroyed a guy he picked up a fumble and ran it in i was like man look at that big man go i was like i'm talking about it. i like that yeah <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised to me and and to me when these guys visit in the spring my uh, the interest in answering this question is is kind of what interests me is do you want to come back? You know, and I know it's easy to say, but I've had people say, ah, oh, you know, if I if it works out, you know, maybe yeah. so. But yeah. and these people want to come back. Will Norman, I want to come back. Saturday Mitchell, I want to come back. I'm coming back. Uh, I, I think that tells you a lot of what their true feelings are. Like Cole says, some of these guys know what to say. You say the great things about the school that's calling you, or the the reporter from the school that's calling you, or covers the school. But bottom line is, what is your answer there, and how how how's it toned? You know how. Uh, how excited are you? Do you really mean it? Are you genuine? And, and I thought all of these guys, or most of these guys, were very genuine in saying, "Man, I I want to come back." Like I've seen enough to make me want to come back. To me, Jeffrey, that's why it's important that we we always rediscuss everyone we wrote about on this podcast because, again, you, you don't know what they're doing when they're saying the things that we put in the stories. But you know, we get a good feel when we talk to them, see their facial expression when they're smiling, whatever, and. uh Sider Mitchell was just all smiles about it. And, oh man, yeah. And that could be his personality. I've said that before too. He, he could just be that way. But sure, he was fired up. I mean, he really, he really. It's it's interesting to me when when a kid watches a scrimmage or a practice and they've got things that they remember, like number ninety nine did this. I saw number one get a goal line stand. Like I, I've yeah. watched plenty of practices and I can't recall it like that all the time. So they're really paying attention. And uh, to their position, to you know the, that side of the ball, whatever. I just think that's interesting. Was it Sadir who said, "Oh man, that they were going crazy when they had that goal line stop." Yes, yeah. Was that said, Sadir? He was. I mean, you could tell he was. He was taking mental notes. I mean, this cat was watching, and uh, he was he was legit interested in what was going on, and not just going through the motions. Moving yep. on, uh, I talked to Prince, Prentice Nolan, the twenty twenty four quarterback. Um, it's been two days now. Uh, I, I'm gonna write that story today. So, forgive me. You already have read it because I've—I <laughs> mean, I've talked to so many kids basketball and football right now. I got, I, but I know he spent a lot of time with Keysaw and Brian Harson and watching the yeah. quarterbacks and all that. Um, he's a 2024 kid, so not a lot of rush there. Uh, moving on, guys. We've talked all about up, visitors up to this point, but guys, it's going to culminate Saturday with the A Day game, and not a lot of not a lot of guys expected to visit at least right now that we're aware of. I mean, there's some guys. Uh, but man, like we talked about before the show, most of these guys come up, watch practice. They've already been here. I mean, 
like I said, after spring training, I'm after spring's over with, man, I, I want to go back and I want to see who all came because, man, we have yeah. been four and five star guys just about every week. And um, I hadn't seen, you know, my dad was like, hey, when are you coming home? I'm like, dude, we, we've been every day, man, every day at something. And yeah. it's been very impressive to not only get these kids on campus so far, but to hear what these kids say when they leave and how they say it. It's a different feel from a year ago. And I know it's a different world we're living in now than it was a year ago. But the excitement, the genuine interest from these kids is uh, is impressive to me because Auburn certainly rolled out the red carpet for these guys and made them feel very, very important. Yep. Two guys we didn't mention, uh, Vice and Lang and Paul Muminga. I don't think either one of us are kind of sure where the, either one of those two guys stand on the offensive line board. I don't think I wouldn't say they're top targets. Um, I will say that Mabenga told me um, he said that they talked to him about an offer, and he, they were going to run that by Harson. So could see an offer there in the next week or two. Yeah. Hey, offensive line board is big now. I mean, it is huge, right? And these guys are coming on campus. And you know what? Will Friend talked about it. Jay, he he talked to uh, the beat guys on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Justin sent me the quotes, but he was talking about the opportunity for early playing time. He goes, most of these colleges actually, you know, they say that, but we actually mean it. Like, we've got all of our guys are leaving. And you've got an opportunity to come in here and and, and play. I don't know that that's ideal. (laughs) <laughs> for coaches but to build right. you know for the future i mean he's not lying right no I mean, he's not i mean we're, we're legitimately out. have yeah six or seven guys that have starting experience that are leaving after this year and we are yeah. planning on legitimately taking five to six probably six high school guys in this class in addition to whatever candidates you get from the portal yep and the most impressive thing to me is not just the quantity of what we've got on campus, but the quality of the prospect that's come on campus as well. I mean, when you're the, when the worst prospect you bring on is Connor Lou, who's a fantastic center, you know what I mean? You're getting some really great kids on campus. And, and when I say worst, it, it put that in perspective of, you know, just grading film from five star to three star, you know what I mean? And kind of how I see him on the board and the fact that we already have a center committed in this class. So you have got a lot of kids that have come on campus that have been very impressed with Joe Bernardi. I mean, I love the reviews you hear about him, how Mm. smooth he is with the delivery, how much he talks about ball, but the way he comes across with it so it's not overpowering or overwhelming. And we know that's been a factor in the past with kids where, you know, some of them just want to have fun, some of them want to talk ball, but finding that niche and the way to communicate your point is pivotal. And then obviously Will Friend and showing them how he coaches. Me and you have heard this, Jeffrey, in the past. Cole, I haven't discussed this with you, but everybody we talk to, Will Friend is a fantastic technical football coach. I mean, he knows offensive line play inside and out. He was obviously mentored by Neil Calloway, who was a fantastic offensive line coach at Auburn, cut his teeth under Pat Dye, and, and played collegiately under Gene Stallings, been under some really great, been in some really great systems and just knows offensive line play. And while his English may be broken, his, you know what I mean, his communication skills on how he gets his point across in the football field is not. Yeah. Um, and just been very impressed with what they've done. Yep. So we'll see who comes in A-Day. Like we said, not expecting a huge turnout. They've already had the junior day 
and March 19th had several guys come back for then before the and I love these kids coming in groups of four and five on practice days right I mean you're getting yeah. a lot more time yeah. with the coaches you're getting more quality time with the support staff you're getting a lot more attention than you do if you come in as a group of 40 for a day um, who you might talk to the hostess or something and get a free Chick-fil-A sandwich and, and, and get to listen in on stuff. But when you come to these practices like these kids, and Auburn has gotten them there this spring, um, yep. it's, a, it's a lot more beneficial for both sides uh, when, when you come to a single practice and not the A-Day game. So we'll see. We'll know a lot more by Friday about the visitor list for A-Day game. But uh, even if there is a large group, it's probably going to be a lot of underclassmen, more underclassmen, which I absolutely love. And um, yep. um, maybe some marginal guys. And think know. about what you're going to see on a day. I mean, they're going to hide some things to a degree that they're not hiding in these practices for these guys. Right. Right. So they're yeah. going to right. see more scheme when they come to these practices and get this one on one time with the assistant coaches. And they're telling them when to look like, hey, this is your position. I want you to pay attention to what Jason Jones does on X snap. You know what I mean? What yeah. we do in this down and distance in this formation, they're cluing them in as to what we're going to do. They're putting them in the film room. They're not going to get an opportunity to do all that when they come right. to A-Day. It's, it's just going to be the scrimmage and then whatever, they get to hang out with the coaches afterwards. But if you're selling playing time, if you're selling opportunity, getting guys in an actual practice setting, and I'm not talking about when these guys come, they're not just coming for practice. I mean, they're getting them in there for, you know, film review before practice. They're getting yeah. them in there for, for board talk. They're getting them on the practice field. Then after practice is over, then they're talking to them about exactly what happened while it was out there. I mean, it's just a really great approach for a coaching staff that sells performance and coaching. It's, it's been really, I think, this change. And maybe it's not a change. Maybe this is what they wanted to do last spring, and they just couldn't because of the rules and restrictions. But this approach they're taking right now, I think it's going to pay dividends in the long run. And I'll just tell you, just from, from being in a position meeting every single day for a part of my life, that's where you get to know everybody. Right. Uh, if For example, offensive line, you know, they, they probably sit in there for 10 or 15 minutes before coach arrives with what he's planned to go over in that meeting. And they're sitting there just messing around, you know, doing – they got games they play on the on the whiteboard, things like that. And that's what these recruits are getting to sit in too. So they're – they're uh, enjoying a little bit of the camaraderie of the uh, position groups and the team. And, 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 and I'll go back to what Keldrick Fox said um, when he visited last week, it, it just seems like the team is more together than they were when they were visiting before, huh. you know? Yep. So they're seeing that side of things too. And, and the team is, is definitely the way that they're coming together and the guys that stayed during everything, um, you had some guys leave and, and go on in the portal, whatever. Uh, I think they've just grown together a lot more, and the recruits see it too. So I, I think that's important. I agree. And then I think getting contributions from the players in recruiting. I mean, you've heard multiple guys talk about Derek Hall taking him under their wing, Quay Russo yeah. specifically, yeah. and the mentorship that he's providing to him. Uh, I mean, Owen Papo has reached out to multiple linebacker prospects, Jaden Osbury being one of those. And it said, hey, this is what you're going to expect when you come here and play for Christian Robinson. So right, right. you have a team that is bought in to what a coaching staff is trying to do. And not only are they bought in, but they're trying to bring in other guys, which is the hallmark to me of a cohesive unit. Now, whether they play well together this fall or not, I mean, that's to be <laughs> right. debated. Who knows? That will but be. you got a team and a staff that's bought in together. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
I agree. Now, moving on to football, since we're on the subject of A-Day, what are you going to be looking for, J-Head? We talked about uh, what positions Auburn might look to the transfer portal to fill. Uh, we know edge. We know wide receiver. Is that kind of what you're going to be looking for from a team's point of view come Saturday? Sure. So if I were to give you two position groups I'm going to pay the most attention to as far as addressing needs through the portal after A-Day is over, after spring is concluded, it's going to be edge and it's going to be wide receiver. I mean, I think more or less, unfortunately, Austin Troxel and Nick Brahms have not been able to go, you know, full contact during spring. So you're not getting a full glimpse of what the offensive line could look like. Um, but wide receiver, you've got pretty much everybody available at this point. And you can, you're going to be able to see if, if all of my intel is right and what you guys have been reporting is accurate. You need bodies in that wide receiver room, and you're going to be able to see that on A-Day. Yep. And not just – you know what I mean – I'm not taking a shot at the kids that are in that room. I think we've right. got some quality guys. You just don't have enough of them. Right. right. Edge is the same way. You've got three edge players right now. And one of those is Derek Brooks, who was a redshirt freshman. Or not Derek Brooks, excuse Dylan. me, uh, Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Derek I Brooks. wish he were Derek Brooks. Yeah, he's pretty good. That, nice, right? <laughs> but, you know, when a redshirt freshman is your number three guy and you rotated five guys in that position last year, that obviously is going to tell you, hey, we need more guys at this position. And I think they're making some headway there. But those are probably the two spots in addition to what does it – with Owen Papo out, what do the linebackers look like? Mm. I'm extremely interested to see, you know, does Wesley Steiner have his eyes in the right spot? Yeah. You know, yeah. what does the kid from Greenville look like? You know what I mean? That's, that's I, obviously, he's transformed his body, but is he, as is Cam Riley as physical as he needs to be in the box. Yeah. You know, Evergreen. I'm going to be really interested to see how our linebackers play in that spring game. Linebackers, yeah. um, obviously quarterbacks is going to be fun, interesting yes. to watch. I mean, who's mm -hmm. been in out there? How does Zach Calzada look? How does Robbie Ashford look? Has and unfortunately, Calzada would can't play. You know, that's the yeah, that's he the sure can, can he? No, he's, he's still not clear at, at least, at least we're not going to see another D. Davis uh, five-star performance A-Day MVP, <laughs> right? I mean, that's one thing we, we, we're not going to have to uh, to deal look. with here. Listen, I mean, you can't you can't put too much stock on the quarterbacks from an A-Day game, unfortunately, because they're not live. I mean, a lot of guys can make the throws when they know they're not about to get hit, right? So that uh, that's the only problem, you know, with, with assessing quarterbacks in this game. I mean, you can see their arm talent and things like that, but without the real threat of getting hit, you have to be careful about assessing that and saying, this is the guy because he hit all these – Yeah, no, but, yeah. No, you're right. You're and, exactly and right. A, yeah, I'll take it a step further. What, you know, what are the coaches trying to accomplish through a certain play call? What personnel do they have on the field? You know, this is a practice for these coaches. Yeah. So they're trying to get – there's an objective here that they're trying to see or a trait they're trying to get flash and tape or how does a kid handle a certain situation. Like, you know, they may understand, that, hey, we got a blitz coming. Let's see how this left tackle picks it up. You know what I mean? And how does that affect the quarterback? So there are all these different things, you know what I mean, that they're yeah, trying to yeah. get in place so they can get it on tape. This is their last opportunity to see these guys in a practice setting. Hey, how do they handle this situation? So what do you get out of an 8 day game? I mean, I think the MVP from the 8 day game has rode the bench the last like seven years. <laughs> so that, that should tell you what you get out of an 8 day game. I, I, my, my, my bet's going to be on uh, Sean – who just got Jackson. the – Jackson. Sean Jackson. Sean Jackson, yeah. 
But, I mean, he's going to get the carries, right? Dark West right. is out. Tank's not going to run a lot. No, yes. I've heard good things about him. And if he's the 8A MVP, I do expect something from Sean Jackson. Okay. I mean, I, I really love what I've heard about him behind the scenes. Not so much with Jordan Ingram, but with Sean Jackson. I mean, I think he's really going to be that number three back in the rotation this year. Yeah. I really do. Very possible. Is he from yeah. Hoover? Hewitt Trust. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I got my, my face. I turned my flashlight on. So I guess. I got mine on. It's kind of dark. Dude, you, you, I know it, man, but I, uh, my, my bill wants the, the light out, so I'm, my face is a shadow, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I can't take my hat off because then i got to uh, – You can't look at my hat because it's a hey, shadow. Hey, little, little shine. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, either way is good. I, 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 ain't nobody watching to see my face. And I hear you on that. They just want to hear that voice, man. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. That smooth, silky voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know Jeffrey, who you kind of remind me of sometimes. And this yeah, is a comp- this is a compliment. It's a compliment. All right, we'll see. Y- y'all ever watch James Spann, the the weatherman? Oh, for sure. There you go. That's who you remind me of sometimes. Oh, come on, man. You're welcome. <laughs> He's like sixty five, dude. Hey, don't take the jacket off. It gets serious. <laughs> <laughs> you like Cole. That. All right, I, I remember that. Voice. Oh, I said voice. All right. Oh, voice. Really? Yeah. I'll yeah. take that. I'll take. He's got a cool voice. That <laughs> sounds nothing like what I just tried to do. And I'm uh, James Earl Jones. Let's let's move on. All right. The edge position. We. It's a hot topic. It's a hot topic. It's a huge need, not only through the portal, but from high school recruiting as well. Auburn has had several guys visit. We talked about Craig Quay Russell. Ruben Bain has already been here from down in, uh, from Miami. Uh, who else was in here? Keldrick Falk. Is he a edge? Yes. All yes. right. So, I mean, he's, in my opinion, a bit of both. those are three of the top – I mean, they are takes right now if, if, if what we're hearing is true, and I have no reason to doubt it. So, we're going to do five for two on the edge position this week. We, we uh, If you're new to this podcast um, – we take that as an insult, but we do welcome you. Um, <laughs> we're going to give you five names at each position uh, each week that we think Auburn can get two of if signing day were next week. So right now, you know, Auburn is in a good position to land two of these five. Today we're going to do the edge position. And this was – and I've, I've been kind of going back through the offers and looking at some of the targets. It's um, – I think that I think the top three – I think more – I say I feel better at one of the top three than I do two of the five. But yeah. let's get on – let's get into it more. Who wants to go first? Who's got five for me? I uh, I got five ready to go. All right, J.A., what you got? All right, now I've got mine structured and most likelihood to land okay. versus not necessarily top of the board. Okay. So my number one is Keldrick Falk from Highland Home, Alabama. <laughs> I think your main players there besides Auburn are FSU – Florida, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Bama. So, obviously, a lot of competition there. Um, long way to go, but I really like what he had to say coming off of his visit. I think he told you guys it was a 15 mm-hmm. yeah. um, on a scale of 10, mm-hmm. 1 to 10. So, I, I think that we're making some headway there um, and getting him back to being comfortable with Auburn. Number two is going to be Ashley Williams, the edge oh. out of Zachary, Louisiana. He's coming yep. in to visit on the 16th of this month, I believe. Yep. Like his skill set, I think 
how this, the visit on the 16th goes will really determine where he places on our board. But the main players for him beyond Auburn are Minnesota, Colorado, Florida State, and Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I yeah. like our chances versus those schools. Missouri entered the mix today, by the way, Jay Head. Nice. Okay. And he, he also told me that he was hoping to get to the A Day game as well. So we'll see how that Ashley goes. Ashley Williams. Okay. And, and well, hopefully he can make the A Day game and then we can host him again. So yeah. that would be fantastic. <laughs> exactly. Number three is Quay Rusal from Montgomery, Alabama, Carver High School. Look, this kid is an absolute freak show. I've said that over and over again on this podcast. Um, he's just – he is legitimately an impact player, in my opinion, as a freshman. He's the closest thing I've seen on tape to Will Anderson at Alabama um, since Will Anderson, obviously. Yeah. Really, really like his, his film, really, really like his demeanor. Um, UGA and Bama are the other two teams in the mix. And – it's going to be a knockdown drag out to get the kid. Now, the things that we've got breaking in our favor right now is he sees the need. He's got a relationship with Derek Hall, got a big relationship with Marlon. Um, and I think that's playing in our favor. But what kind of season do we put together? Mm. Does the coaching staff stay together? You know, does he see the things throughout the season that he needs to see? So there's a long way to go there. But I like the fact that we've had him in back to back weeks on campus and that he's getting more comfortable with Auburn. Man, he loves that depth chart. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Number four on my list is Jamarius Brown from Moss Point, Mississippi. Um, really liked what he had to say coming off of his visit. Um, I like the schools that we're in the mix against. It's Florida State, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. So I like the competition there. Um, and I like his skill set. I think he translates very well. And last but not least on my list is Reuben Bain. And the only reason why I have him at five is because of the involvement of Miami and Mario Cristobal. Yeah. I think they're really kind of the lead dog in that recruitment right now. I love the relationship that he's got with our edge coach, Rock Bellantoni, mm. and the fact that he coached his brother. But I think Mario Cristobal in Miami is in the captain's seat right there, and it's just going to be really hard to unseat them as far as that's concerned. I, I agree. But I'm, he's on my list, too. Cole, you go ahead and give us yours, man. So, Jay Head, you got Kel, uh, Kelvin Keldrick fault, Ashley Williams, Quay Russell. Jamarius Brown and Reuben Bain. You got it. And cool. I'm watching Tamarian Parker and Yonzi Pierre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got a ways to go with both yeah. of those guys. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. In fact, they're not in my top five. Yeah. And I thought about it, but I can't do it. So, no. I, I, I did enough putting James Smith in my D lineman. So, you did good, Cole. <laughs> let me stop there and not do that. <laughs> All right. So, my top three is the exact same, Jay Head. In the really? same order. Nice. Really? Yeah. Number one is Keldrick Falk. I really believe um, down the line Auburn could could really pull that one off. I do. Um, number two is who? Do, uh, Ashley, Ashley Williams. Williams. Ashley Williams from Louisiana. I think he's going to be there for the 8A game is what he told me. He said his – actually, it was interesting how he worded it. He said, my parents will be at the 8A game. Is there, is there some I'll, say, I'll, I'll get to mine. Keep going, Cole. Yeah, I don't know. He said his parents were going to be there. I was like, interesting. Are you joining them? He goes, yes. I said, okay. Cool. My parents are going. I'm going to go with them. Yeah, right, right. Yes. No, I'm throwing a party at the house. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, right. Parents are out of town, dude. That's what I lived for back hey. in the day. So, yeah. <laughs> Y'all take that visit for me. Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, he's number two for me. Um, I think he's a good player. I think everybody's starting to figure that out. Missouri joined as we're recording this with an offer today. I asked him about his other offers. He said Florida State was in there. And he said there's some more talking to him. So um, number three is the same with Quay Rousseau. I really believe Auburn is making major progress there. Do they land him in the end? I can't go that far yet because it's going to be tough. Um, but definitely making headway enough to go to number three on the top five for both of us. Uh, did you have Ruben Bain at number four? J5. I had Ruben Bain at number five and Jamarius Brown at number four. That's right. So Ruben Bain at number four for me. And very close to putting him at number three where I had Quay Rousseau because he really, really likes Rock Bell and Tony. And I think Rock Bell and Tony is going to do a good job in that recruitment. Uh, I think Auburn's got a chance is, is what I'll say right now. Who was your four call I was reading? Sorry. Ruben Bain. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Did you name five yet? Right now. Number five is Shandavian Bradley. Yeah, there you go. From Platte City, Missouri. This uh, When I talked to him, he said, Auburn's my dream school. I said, really? He said, yep, always wanted to attend there. I said, interesting. From Platte City, Missouri. Cool. And uh, he said, yeah, this was a big offer for me. Definitely a big offer. And he hadn't visited yet or anything. He's got all kinds of offers. I mean, he's a couple spots away from being a five-star. So, that's why he's at number five. I just don't know yet where he's at. You know, saying you're saying that Auburn's the dream school is not always a dead ringer, like, hey, he's coming, but no, he is one to definitely <clears throat> keep an eye on. So I agree. There. To me, is if he visits, because right now yeah. Texas yeah. and Tennessee have really kind of gotten him on campus and, yeah. and opened his eyes um, and are trending in that recruitment. So I that's one I'm gonna watch. Can we get him to visit? If we get him to visit, he's gonna move up on my list. Right. Yeah. I think um, I think some guys that's not on my list, but I think are top Auburn board that we haven't mentioned. I think Isaiah Nixon is a yep. guy who is top of the board, as well as Damon Wilson. I believe he's from Venice, Florida. Those are guys that, I, I, to my knowledge, haven't visited Auburn yet. If they had visited Auburn yet, they'd probably be on my list. Or we're planning to visit, like Ashley Williams um or shinda or we think that we'll visit like shindavian bradley <coughs> excuse me uh i think bradley's very high on the list i think faults on the list i think russell's on the list uh those are all guys that auburn absolutely takes right now really like that okay I, i'm gonna i'm mixing mine up because i i really like what quay russell has said i really like the, the, the uh, that marlin's right there in his ear marlin davis is in his ear i feel like all zach has really opened up that madhouse training door yeah. um, i really feel like the relationships there are much improved much better than say a year ago when brian harson and these guys were new i think there's been some trust established with that madhouse group um i don't think quay russell said hey james i'm not going to georgia anymore i'm going to auburn because i'm more interested in auburn i don't think that's what happened no, uh, but either way, him saying, "Hey, I've got a Saturday open, and you're going to Auburn. I'm going to go with you." I think that says a lot. And every time that I've talked to him, which is two times in the past two weeks, he just that 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 depth chart, man, that opportunity for playing time. I think some of these kids are going. I can go to Alabama. I can go to Georgia, and I can sit for two or three years, and then maybe I got one or two years before I go to the NFL. Not a bad gig. Some people are going to take that. Obviously, a lot of people are going to take that. But some dudes might want to go down an hour down the road and, and start immediately and make a big-time impact. I think Russell, Russell, whatever, I, I've got him number one right now. And I'm not necessarily naming in higher percentages order. Um, sure. 
But I really like Auburn with Quay Russell. I really like Auburn with Keldrick Falk. He would be number two on my list. I don't think that's any surprise there. Uh, I've got Reuben Bain at three. Again, okay. I really like Reuben Bain. I really like what he said. I've talked to him twice, once in person when he came. I love Rock Bell and Tony's um, uh, relationship with him, his family. I love what Reuben Bain said after his visit to Auburn was that everything my brother, his brother is actively recruiting for Rock Bell and Tony. Hmm. Now, I don't know that mom's not back home saying, well, I want you to stay home. Obviously, Mario at, at his home place in Miami is going to be very difficult for any kid in Miami that he wants. Absolutely. I would absolutely be surprised if Ruben Bain doesn't go to Miami. But I'm telling you, if anybody has got a chance, I think Auburn might have the best to get that because of the relationship with the brother. And, 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 and Ruben Bain said, you know, everything that my brother told me, I got to meet him. And everything that he told me is absolutely correct. Like this yeah. kid's bragging on Brock Bell and Tony, go meet him, man, give him a chance. And he has, and he's been very impressed with Rock Bell and Tony. And of course, anybody I, I've had a chance to kind of brush by him or something, but Rock, he seems like a really, really good guy. Um, yeah. Really, does. really like him. Um, so I've got Ruben at number three. I've got Ashley Williams um, at four. And I tell you what I like about Ashley Williams is, and this is from people that know more about it than I do. He has really blown up since the, since the season. Like he's really put in the work, the all season work. And I think that's one of the things that's uh, what Auburn liked about it. I think they just offered him last month, if I'm not mistaken. And yes. part of that was because of his all seasoning work and, and just his fit, cultural, culture fit, attitude fit. Uh, I think Auburn really likes that. They really want to get him on campus ASAP, and if not for multiple visits. So I'm going to put Ashley Williams on there because I'm I'm presuming that he's going to enjoy his visit when he does visit. Um, I think yep. I think he's number four. Now who should I have? I had okay. I had I had this Bradley, who who's from Missouri, Chandamian Bradley, top target yep. from Auburn. I, the Isaiah Nixon kid, the Damon Wilson kid, the uh, Yonsei Pierre kid, T.J. Parker from Phoenix City. Those five guys. I guess I, 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 I'm like you, Jay Head. Pierre, he hasn't even been, he hasn't been to Auburn. He hasn't been not since not since this fall when he came for a game, and that's been it. Yeah, and, um, and he's had every opportunity. Uh, Patrick Screws came up. The uh, the junior came up from Ufala about last week or so. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Pierre it, wasn't with him. Carmelo English came up from Central Phoenix. T.J. Parker was not with him. Uh, I, I really feel like there's a lot more work to for both of those guys. And I don't think it's going to be detrimental. I mean, sure, Auburn would like to be in a better spot, but okay, right? Um, uh, the Bradley kid from Missouri, get him on a visit, and then the Damon Wilson and uh, Isaiah Nixon. Yeah. Pick one of those guys and put him at number five. I really feel like Auburn is in a very good spot to get one or two of Quay Rustall, Keldrick Frog, Ruben Bain, and uh, Ashley Williams. And, yep, and, like one, and one of those other five guys, if they show. Yeah. But those, those really, those four, let's see. Now, Jamarius Brown, I will say this. I missed him when he visited, and I haven't had, I, I need to put him on my list because I need to talk to him. I need to talk to Ashley Williams. Um, so, for, so, for what I know about those two guys, it's from third party, the liaison right. between us. So, I, I'm, yeah. I would feel more comfortable talking to those kids and then making my own. Uh, assessment of the recruitment, which I've been able to do for, you know, all the other guys uh, except those. But I uh, will uh, – Jamarius Brown, he, he's what, 6'3", 250? He's a big boy, right? In and around. I mean, I think that he's a kind of body that could 
he's more of your Leota type. Okay. You know what I mean? Where he could potentially play end, uh, could also play is he's probably gonna slot at edge to start with at a minimum. And then depending on how his body develops, could project more to that five tech spot. Yeah. Agreed. Hey, next week, let's do linebackers. We haven't done linebackers. Have we? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we, we did. We're back to the offense now. <laughs> I, you know, I've been writing these things down, and by the end of the – I have to go back in my own notebook, notebook and find these. Um, what, we're on the offense. Have we done offensive line? Done offensive line. It's, so, we've got wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, and tight ends. Yeah. Which – Again, we could revisit a lot of those. We could probably revisit O-line and have a different five. You know what we're going to do? After we get through this, we're going to have a show where we dedicate it five to two at each position. We'll, we'll make a rundown at each position. We'll go back I over think that's we'll, smart. We'll update our list, and we'll say, hey, here's our offensive line guys, defensive line guys, edge guys, linebackers, and we'll just make that one big show uh, because that's that's important, man. I mean, if you can give the, the, the listeners, the readers, one to two of these guys, I think Auburn, I think that, 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 that carries a lot of weight. Yeah, um, and uh, of course, we'll revisit it come December and see if, see if we're on the right track. Obviously, uh, we're, we're going off of right now. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go receiver next. That's week. what I got too. Let's do wide receivers next week. Sounds good. Um, oh, and speaking of wide receivers, you know we didn't mention this guy, but uh, Okus Nakai Pop Pool. Yep. Yes, sir. Came in last week. He wide did. receiver, three star guy, but man, he looks good. Big kid, yeah. Yeah, he's, I'm. I'm telling you, man. He's he's gonna be. He's gonna blow up. I, yeah, I'll certainly have him on my list. Um, yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, be interesting. Be interesting with Eric Kiesel. Who's the wide receiver coach? I kill your. <laughs> I kill your. Lord have mercy. We're oh, going back a season ago, right? Jeez, now. man. <laughs> There's a reason uh, I had the EEG done Monday. <laughs> oh, my memory. Uh, it's just overload, man. They've been so many visitors from the 23 yeah. class, 24, 25. Then you got basketball with the 22 class, the 23 class, the transfer portal, the transfer portal in football. Man, there's a, a spring is such a busy uh, time for recruiting. And it's been a great, man. We've, we've had a lot of fun covering these visits and going to keep going. Have um, Anybody have any how about you's this week? I'm out this week. I'm going to get some. Uh, I'm going to make sure I get some how about you's for next week's show coming off the uh, off the A day game. But unfortunately, I don't have anybody this week. Oh. I got one. Okay. All right. I, I limit it to one. I always have one. All right. It's just whoever makes, I would say, who makes the biggest impression on me during the week. Uh, just, you know, the guy that brings the most energy usually is my kind of guy. I'm going with Connor Morgan. Connor. Connor Morgan. That's a good. That's a good pick. I like Connor Morgan. I like him. He's always, he's right in there with with Tyler Justice and stats don't matter. Always one of those first people that get to your post and and say something and you know. So that's my guy this week. You know, mentioning a, a handle gets him uh, instant. How about you? That's right. So uh, a little uh, little uh, alternative. There, there. How about you? Alternate. It's not alternative. Alternate. Right. You know, like uh, the second runner up. Yeah. You know, the uh, the ugly girl in the pageant. Oh, hey, now. <laughs> no, Tyler, Tyler's, Tyler's uh, he, he's class A. He's tier one, man. So is, so is stats. I tell you, I gave this cat, uh, how about you last week, Toby Tiger. 
And, oh, yeah. uh, and he followed that up today with, hey, man, on three is now my official oh, yeah. site. You know, he's he right. been with rivals 24 Yes, sir. And uh, he said, we, we have convinced him. We have moved to the top of his board. On three is now the team to beat, uh, the site right. to beat for Mr. Toby Tiger. And that's all I've got this week, man. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's short, sweet, and to the point, baby. You know, I, I feel like this week I've been very selective. I, I haven't been a slut with my have <laughs> Sometimes you got to be a little stingy. You yeah. got to hold out. Uh, uh, crossing legs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Lord have mercy. This is not a family show. Oh, me. <laughs> All right, folks. Now, well, next week we've got A-Day to talk about. We're going to talk about the wide receiver position. We're going to know a lot more about what's going on with hoops recruiting because signing day is Wednesday. And like I said, no rush there, but – we should have some visits set up by then. Uh, we should know who visited for A-Day. We'll start looking back at the spring that was in, um, and who visited, where Auburn stands with these guys. I hope to uh, put together a list, maybe a, a master list for spring visits. And so, so a lot still to do. Evaluation period will open up, shit, I believe, next week. Yeah. I believe I think it opens it up. So coaches might be on the road looking at these kids Um, which will be just as important as a visit when these kids see these coaches come to look at them. Um, Jeffrey, I think um, for the A-Day game this weekend, I believe I will have a real-time analysis going for that. Oh, haven't done that in a while, so wanted to put that out there if that's something you guys enjoyed. Um, Yes, absolutely. I'm pretty pretty fired up to get back to that. So, Hey, hey, folks, listen, this is the kind of stuff you get from Cole at uh, at Auburn Live on 3. And – Jay, you had some really good, insightful posts, too, man, this past week. I'll give you yes, a how sir. about you, man. Uh, that was some good stuff, I appreciate man. you, brother. There you um, go. Really good stuff on the corner. If you're not a member to the site, now is a good time to do it. Four months for 10 bucks. This deal is not going to last past this weekend, I believe. I believe it ends this weekend, so get on board if you haven't already. Um, any final thoughts, guys, before we close this out? No, sir. Just oh, we've everybody has, the a, has a fun A day and a, and a happy Easter. Absolutely. Hey, Easter's coming up too, Easter Bunny. Yes, it's sir. On my Habashi list for next week. Um, well, anyways, all right. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you subscribing. We couldn't be doing this without you. Big, how about you to everybody out there? Uh, for Jay here, for Cole, Jeffrey Lee, stay out of the left lane if you're, unless you're passing and then get your ass back over. Until <laughs> next week. See you. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, 
Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.